episode number 112 and the guys are here say hi guys hi. what's up what's up justin nick and jesse mm-hmm. yes yes you guys are all here hey you know i've learned something the last few weeks there's what's that there's dude? more going on around us than helicopters Do you guys know that like there's that there's that dude up in toronto you guys see any of this stuff hmm? <laughs> that mayor up in toronto this guy's a hoot. We What's should get him on, on the show. You get... oh, dudes. Fill us in. <laughs> yeah. You guys seriously haven't heard about that? The mayor no. in Toronto? No. I'm going to look it up right now. Toronto oh. mayor. <laughs> this is the guy that admitted to doing crack. Anyway, the point oh, is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Rob Ford. Apparently, I'm not up on my... Uh... <laughs> Drug news. Of well, the, week. The, the reason I bring that up is because I've I've fa- I've had to realize I've come to the realization because of my current situation that I have to <laughs> I have to entertain myself in other ways. So I crack thought I'd, is you know bad. <laughs> I, I've been yeah. doing the crack news and apparently crack is bad and apparently the mayor up there in Toronto is not having a good time with it. But that's neither it's here more there. than that, dude. Oh, oh yeah, dude, it's way deep. We don't have time to go into that. You kidding me? This guy's a train wreck. Yeah. Drug use, public <laughs> drinking, and increasingly erratic behavior. Crack will do that. Crack does <laughs> yeah. do that. Sounds about right. So anything exciting been happening with you guys this week? Uh, I'd like to tell you exciting things have been happening around here, but they haven't. Lie to me. So well, I want to, I need to live vicariously. Yeah, make some shit up. Oh, shit, dudes. I got this, uh, I got this, um, this trekker, a line trekker in the mail the other day. Mm-hmm. Took I'm me like, sorry. Took me like two hours to build it. <laughs> two hours. And then wow. I, I got like sixty flights on it in the first night. You said light. Oh. Wow. Now wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You, you do still have it. an Align, right? You you have an Align Electric that hasn't been built. I do. Yes. But it's because not a tracker. One... I was lying to you. I was asked to lie to you. Yeah, so I know. I know. Yeah. Didn't work. work on that. Yeah. Oh geez, you guys are a rough crowd. Yeah, I do. I have an Align airframe. Are you more excited about getting the Align airframe built or the charging case? Well, considering all the parts for the charger are staring at me on a daily basis and mocking me, I'd like to get that built. Because it's all here. It's ready to go. It's ready to rock. Uh, That's fair. The helicopter isn't. You know, it's got a few bits and bobs, as Rachel would say. Right? See there? Yeah, bits and bobs. It was. She's she's incredible. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. So yeah, I mean, uh, you know, no, uh, obviously, no trekker, no sixty flights in one night. But you know, we uh, we keep we keep uh, you know 
doing what uh, you know we do. You know, <laughs> Mo- moving forward, we try to stay active. I, moving forward, I want to say um, th- there is a little more to it than <laughs> our good friend Steve Graham. You guys all know Steve Graham. Oh hey. yeah, he uh, he got in touch with me and he heard last week's episode and we talked about the radio tray and not only Steve Graham but about seven other people, including Nick. I said, dude, I'm going to send you this radio tray. I heard what you're going to do. Oh, by the way, my modded radio didn't show up this week. little pissed off about that. Oh, you're modded. You know Why what? Are you the pissed? more I think about it. Hold on. I thought you said that that guy was going to turn that around in like a few days. Well, I'm not mad at him. I'm mad at me. There's more to the story. Let me finish with you the radio You haven't mod the wrong stick Because this what? is actually kind of funny. <laughs> you sent him the wrong radio. Just let me get on with my story. You sent the radio to Quinn. <laughs> Let me tell my story. <laughs> so, okay, so all of these generous listeners, I mean, hearing about what's going on, so many people have offered, here, I've got this radio tray, I never use it, can I send it to you? You can try it. That way you know, if you if it'll help you, then you can get one, or you can buy this for me, because I don't use it anymore, whatever. So Steve Graham sends me. Probably one of the nicest radio trays I think I've ever seen. It's that RC Trayman USA. I don't know if you guys seen this thing. Yep, mm, I know I, what you're talking about, not. dude. No. This is like it's so it's so nice and completely adjustable in every way, shape, or form. But there is a problem. There's one problem. It's kind of There's like no an erector set, it. and it's like a freaking transformer. It it is, and. A one-handed man is going to have a hell of a time putting this thing together. <laughs> I open this box and I'm like, "There's this whole big box of parts and screws," and I'm like, "It's like it's mocking you, dude." I'm like, yeah. So, so it's sitting over here, right next to the charger. Yeah. Uh, but no, seriously, I'll I'll find somebody to help me to put that together. And of course, Steve, I'm just kind of having a little bit of fun, but uh, looks fantastic. I can't wait to to give it a shot. Now to the radio. So that's funny. That's, it's like sending a blind awesome. man a pair of Oakleys. That, <laughs> <laughs> that's great. I mean, if you guys if you guys looked at the uh, if you guys looked at the webpage, which I happen to be looking at right now, just because I needed to remember the name of of the uh, of the tray itself. <clears throat> there, I I couldn't even begin to venture. There's twenty thirty parts. Put this thing together. I, I don't know. All kinds of little screws to adjust, handles to turn, and yeah. Well, anyway. hey, guess Dude. what? <laughs> the one that I sent you is, uh, I would say, eighty percent assembled. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> so the radio. Now, I kind of feel like a bit of a dumbass on this one. Oh, welcome this, to my world. This isn't yeah. the first time I've done this. I've done this before. I get all excited. I go. And send a radio, only to find out I've sent the wrong radio. Dude, so I thought I was sending my serious yes. ended up sending my 14SG. So now it's crunch time. What do we do? What do we do? Do we do we ship the 14SG back and then ship the 8FG? Or do we just say, No, just get it, it modded, dude. I well, mean, you can't fly the way the, the radio is right now, yeah, right? I know, but dude, it's the 14SG, man. I think that just makes it that much well, cooler. That's what I did. And that uh, wasted a little bit of time. 
Uh, I guess he was trying to get a hold of me and, and wasn't able to. So, wait, what did you do? You just had him go forward on the 14SG. Had him go forward on the 14SG. Nice. Should be here. I have to ask one my small little de- t- detailed question. Okay. Can you read? <laughs> <laughs> like numbers? Uh, well, I think it's more simple than that. I, don't they look different? Yeah, they're very different. They do look very different. And that's the second I, time I I've still love your battery size, story. construction. The battery story is yeah. the best. I could just, it's like I picture <laughs> like a little kid with those little toys, you know, and it's the triangles skipping. and the squares. And the kid with the square just banging it against the circle <laughs> hole over it's and in. over. It's going <laughs> in. Why won't it work? <laughs> Why won't it work? I don't know how I did it. Because I, I, I take I took my case, my Futaba double radio case. I walked into the pack and ship, and I set the case down on the table. I opened it up, and I just grabbed the four. I mean, I even remember after the fact, I remember turning it on and going, oh, yep, there's still juice in the battery. Good. And I set the goddamn controller down on the scale, and I said, yeah, send this, uh, send this to Georgia. I didn't notice it until... Uh, much later, just yesterday, in fact, I think is when I noticed it. That's awesome, dude. <laughs> nice. So anyway. Huh. But, you uh, win for attention to detail. <laughs> <laughs> you did tell him the right stick, correct? Uh, I don't really, yeah, that, I did tell him the right stick. You're going to get a mode one single stick. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. I don't even know how to use this thing. <laughs> But here's the here's the funny thing when, you know, you, you mentioned that, and I, you, I just I don't know if it's because I've been so heavily medicated the last month, but I really have been dropping the ball with this kind of stuff. When telling people what's going on, I often find myself saying, "Oh, my my right wrist is just all sorts of screwed up." It's not my right wrist, man. I don't know why. So yeah, I don't know. I'm just I'm getting. Uh, I didn't take my Aricept. And uh, if you get that joke, please email me, because I know these guys don't. Yep. Nope. Crickets are going off in my head. Mm-mm. There's got to be a listener out there that gets that joke. Let me know if you get it. So anyway, um, yeah, that's... Um, that, that, isn't that kind of just like a disclaimer for a bad joke? No, because people who get it are going to think it's funny as hell. Oh, okay. Because I could say that after every joke. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's just trying to cover up a bad joke, essentially. Yeah, dude. If you if you knew, uh, hey, Justin, there's one say, old ass dude laughing right now at what no. he said. <laughs> Justin, say, tell that he's joke in to his your car wife. right now. All right. If Justin he's like says struggling that joke to, to his stay wife, in his own it. lame. Your wife will get that's that how one. funny it was. Was my, is my wife going to get it? Oh yeah, she'll get it. She'll you got it. What is it called again? Aricept. Aricept. No. Okay. She'll get it. She'll understand. I will. I will check with her. Yeah. Anyway, enough of that. So yeah, that's um, other than occasionally kicking my cat and beating my dog. That's pretty much all I've been up to. Peta, <laughs> be all over our ass, dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't been beating my cat. I've been kicking my cat. Add one more organization to the list. I wouldn't do <laughs> No, it's just been it's been kind of a strange. It's been a strange month and um month and a half and you know we'll get through it. We we're, we're hoping that uh things might happen a little bit quicker than we had planned. 
should know in the next few days. Uh, good news there. Might be able to start looking forward to some type of therapy and or surgery by the 1st of December. So, yay. That would be good. Nice. Yeah, My wife to... just texted me back. I get it. <laughs> of course you get it. <laughs> so well, now this is awkward. Because yeah. now we went from one person to officially half of us getting it. <laughs> See there? Witty humor. That's what that's all about. Yeah, but you can't really laugh at a joke in retrospect, can you? I don't know. I mean, I get it, but I don't know. I kept I kept laughing at that picture that Chris posted today, the clown picture. (laughs) Every time I looked at that, I laughed. I laughed my ass off. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, hours later, I would look at it and start laughing again. (laughs) That was fantastic. That was. That's about. That's about. That's uh. That's about all I've been up to, guys. Not a lot. Not a lot going on, you know. Uh, getting ready to uh, hopefully get some, hopefully get some sim time in. I need to get the real flight. I really think I do. I need to get the uh, the interlink interlink uh, USB hub. Is that what they're calling it? I don't know. So I can fly my uh, Futaba when it gets back. Mine's What's the weather like, dude? Yeah. Huh? Weather here. Yeah, you can, you can also yeah. just use like a trainer cable, Dan. And plug it into. Yeah, the I can. Hole. I can. If Gyro would stop chewing on my on my uh, interlink mm-hmm. uh, cable, which I don't think works anymore because he's not it <laughs> in half. But the weather here, man, is absolutely horrible. It's supposed to be down. Snow. To, um, we've had snow. It quickly melted away. But this weekend, we're supposed to get down to. I think 20 degrees, 20-ish, and windy. What's the, what's the problem? Man. What's the problem? God's country. Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> Says the guy with the radio warm transmitter glove. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's winter's here. There's no question, and it's uh, yeah. it's not a lot of fun, but, uh, you know, what can we do about it? Except bitch and complain about it and have people like Jesse say, and what's the problem with that? tone that makes me want to strangle him through the internet just here to help dan just here to help (laughs) (laughs) that's about it for me guys who who wants to uh go next wow (laughs) you guys have been up to a lot i'm gonna jump in here i'm gonna jump in i was i you know i was giving nick and jesse the opportunity to step up but here we go i'll get this out of the way quick how many flights do you think I got this week? No fly. I'm gonna no. I, I'm gonna be a little optimistic here, and um, I'm gonna say fourteen. I go with ten. Wow, that is fourteen and ten more than the big <laughs> effing goose egg that I laid <laughs> this week. Nick wins. Nick wins. Uh, Nick wins. No yeah, fly. Nick knows. Nick knows. Ta-da! No fly. Yeah, so no flying. Very little. This is great. I mean, the saga continues. Very little uh, work on the rave because I keep finding interesting stuff about this helicopter. So we talked last week, right, about the fact that I had the whole pipe issue and blah, 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 blah. Well, a little bit after that, I realize that I can't even get the fan shroud on because I have to cut a chunk out of the fan shroud so that it doesn't interfere with the little flex mount adapter thing 
before it was just the bottom plate. So I took off the bottom plate, took off the pipe, put everything back together so wow. it worked perfectly fine. Fan shroud doesn't fit. I got to chop that up. So I get done chopping that up, put it all together, and now my fan is rubbing on the fan shroud. It's like, <laughs> what the hell is going on here? And I'm not talking like just barely. It's like the top of the fan is rubbing up against the underside of the of the fan shroud on the inside. So I start checking out the drivetrain here, and my clutch is really tight all of a sudden, too. Well, long story short, one of our listeners, Squid628, thank you, dude, I appreciate the help, says, oh, yeah, by the way, you know that uh, that thrust washer that comes with your engine, and it's typically between <laughs> oh, the yeah. fan hub and the engine front bearing? Yeah, that's not supposed to be there. Ah. The manual doesn't <laughs> tell you this, right? So he goes on to say that he actually had to send a message to uh, Curtis' support team. And they said, oh, yeah, yeah, just stick the fan hub all the way against the front bearing. We designed our fan hub to have a little boss there that sticks out far enough so that you don't actually need the washer. So my washer, being in between the fan hub and the front bearing, was pushing my fan and the clutch far enough up into the drivetrain that I was rubbing up against the freaking bell and the shroud. So, as if having removed the engine and pipe three previous times wasn't <laughs> enough, <laughs> I now have to pull it a fourth time and pull the hub. And I don't know about you guys, but I hate pulling fans and hubs off of engines it's uh, a huge pain in the yeah. butt yes yeah so that's really awesome uh it's it's you're right on schedule I, though with all our predictions you're, if I oh remember, dude right, th i am nailing your guys coming. in fact i bet you i'm exceeding your expectations if if i remember correctly this was the heli that was mostly built correct no 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 no, no, no. that was the goblin Oh, okay. You've okay. already pitched me more than enough shit about that one. <laughs> so we've moved on. And I said we're dealing months. with the... Did you? Yep. Really? Yeah, I did. <sighs> yeah, I'll have to go back and listen. I don't remember. So I think I'm on three weeks. Is it three weeks or four weeks? Since it's, you... it's close to four weeks, I'm going to say. Since I like actually started building it. No, I think it's when three it shows or four up weeks. At your house. Since you got it, since it no, is on no, your doorstep. No, 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 because we talked about this, dude. I got it, and then I went on business travel for a week. So that doesn't that to. doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. It's from the moment that the seal is broken on the first parts bag. Well, right. I Justin, really I don't think it's going to um, matter. So <laughs> either way, we're safe. So uh, my prediction: yeah. you still have a lot of time left, so no worries, dude. I think you, I gave you a year. You guys, <laughs> <laughs> screw you, dude. <laughs> so you got lots of time, man. No rush, no rush. The last the the day that he maidens it, 
they're going to announce that they're no longer making rapists anymore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Great. Nice. In the year 2020. <laughs> he, here's the thing about this kit, though. Every time I run into an item that I don't like or an issue. Actually, you know what? I, I'm, I'm, I'm dogging on it a little bit. I like the kit. I think it's awesome. The design's great. I'm just running into these issues mainly with my pipe and engine combo. But every time I find a problem, I find something else that's cool, which is this this new one just blew my mind. The carbon fiber frame sides are pre-sanded. The edges are nice and cleanly beveled, so you don't have to do that to prevent cutting wires on them, which I thought was a nice touch. It's a great touch, especially so when that's you're a compliment sandwich. <laughs> compliment sandwich for Curtis. We'll see. As long as it flies good, once we get everything going, that's all that counts. Well, he's got to okay. do something while he's waiting for those stingray parts to run through the CNC machine. That is absolutely <laughs> the case. Sand, sand yep. frames, sands, <laughs> sands. Hey, man, that's twenty less minutes I have to mess with it. <laughs> yeah. So here's the news of the week, though, for me. Yeah. I sold the Whiplash oh, Nitro. Oh, my gosh. Oh, oh, yeah. Wow. Nice. Well, I know now, you got you must have got more than 50 bucks for it because that was the offer I gave you, and I didn't get it. No, no. I did get much more than 50 bucks no, for good. it. I had it up for 550 originally. I ended up selling it for 450 So the guy got a good deal. It's coming with a bunch of spares. Uh, I uh, Yeah, so... It started out with uh, the first guy who was going to buy it telling me, oh, yeah, I'm going to buy this. When can you get it shipped? And I say, the best I can say is by the end of the week. So he says, okay, I'll buy it. And then he comes back and says, actually, can you ship it tomorrow? <laughs> um, no, dude, we just talked about this. It's not getting shipped until the end of the week. And then so so now he starts going back on it he doesn't want to buy it um i've got another guy that put in an offer it's a huge mess i'm wait i'm trying to give this dude the benefit of the doubt to decide whether he's okay with me shipping it later in the week he never ended up getting back to me so i you know i said forget it it went to the second dude so yeah it sold congratulations yeah and then so let's what, see what, what next what uh what heli next well, that was kind of like the one that I was getting rid of to justify the uh, rave, right? Okay. So what's mm-hmm. next is Chris Treby has put together an awesome list of upgrades that take you from the stock Goblin 700 to the 700 competition. So you are going to do that. You are going to do that. I think I am. But I, the cool thing is, like I said in the last episode, you can do it sort of bit by bit. And I'm not interested in the parts that don't really add any value to the heli. So I'm, I think I'm going to start out with, like, the upgraded tail, which is, you know, it's got a damped tail. The tail rotor is, like, another 6 or 8 millimeters larger, which is kind of cool. The HPS head. And then I think eventually I'll do the frames and the new canopy, because I do like the way that the canopy looks better than the stock, the uh-huh. original 700. But yeah, for those who are interested, it's about seven hundred and fifty bucks to buy all of the parts to convert it. So if you want to do the whole thing, just go and buy the freaking kit. It's only like another two or three hundred bucks extra. How's the weather out there, dude? It sucks ass. <laughs> Does it? <laughs> it's rainy. 
Yeah. It's windy. It's horrible. It's the Pacific Northwest, man. It is the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. It's yep. raining sideways. <laughs> <laughs> so is that it, man? Anything? Uh, That's all I got, dude. That's it. So who's next? I want to, you know, I'll pick. How's that sound? I'll make it easier. I want to see. Let me pick. Oh, yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Be quick about it, though. Come on. Jesse. Me? Oh, perfect. I I love going after Justin. This is great. (laughs) (laughs) I retract my original uh, statement. Too late. late. I'd like to hear from Nick. Too late. Nick. No, this this is perfect. This is. Let's see where to start. Let me just because it wasn't there, before you go. Wasn't there some? I don't know. I, I seem to remember last week. Um, I don't, not really a challenge. Kind of a challenge. Like let's start counting from today, and we'll see how it goes. Because he called you no fly last week. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, well, r- rightfully so. I did get the name last week. He flew Saturday, Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday. <laughs> Ninety flights. <laughs> yeah. Everything went yada, well. Yada, no yada, crashes. Yada. I'm pretty sure that's simmed every night. Nick, how's it going, dude? <laughs> oh geez now let, let me see where to where to even start here on the list man like you like you said i <laughs> it's just such a it's just such a long list i got to zoom out a little bit and get the whole thing on one screen so i i did get out last saturday like i'd mentioned on the show last friday i got out last saturday put in 10 flights it was cold windy not a lot of fun, believe it or not. Even though I'm flying, it, it was not one of those you know super enjoyable day out at the field. You know, not progressing a ton. I did, however, get a chance to use that radio warm transmitter glove, so that was great. Got to use that for ten flights. See, see what that's all about. And, and? that, oh, I, I'm definitely liking it. It was, it was a little bit of an adjustment. One thing that I did notice is with the, you know, I was used. I didn't do any simming with the with the uh, radio warm before I went and flew it. Cause I, you know, I was used to the hobby King one. I've flown with the transmitter glove before, so didn't really think the simming was necessary. But one thing I did notice is with the radio warm, the transmitter isn't as close to, you know, resting on your stomach as it is with, let's say no transmitter glove or with the hobby King one where it's, you know, pretty much right in contact right up against your body. It's a mm-hmm. little bit, maybe three, four inches away from your body. So Ooh. even though, you know, the radio is completely stable and sitting there, you're still kind of out just a little bit. And it actually changes the feel. Um, it does change the feel a little bit. But after, after you know, four or five flights, it, it was not a huge deal. Um, one thing I was really happy about is there was zero interference about the top from the with the uh, top of my fingers and the plastic over the screen. Um, so, you know, my fingers aren't hitting anything um, throughout the entire flight. So that was that was awesome. That's exactly what I needed in a transmitter glove. So, and hopefully I would like to get more flights on it before I do a write-up, but there will be a lot more details in that. Basically last weekend I'd planned on hopefully getting out and flying two of the three days. You know, I had a ton of homework to do last weekend. So I'm like, all right, looking at the weather at the beginning of the weekend, let's go with Saturday and Monday. So, of course, Saturday, like I said, I went out there. The weather was not good. Sunday, I wake up. This is the day I planned to go to campus and get a bunch of homework done. The weather could not have been better, (laughs) which sucks because (laughs) I hate, you know, you look at you look at the weather and that, you know, Friday night, I'm sitting here going, okay, Saturday and Monday, that's what it's got to be. And 
definitely didn't end up being like that. So I had to stick to that, and I did go to campus, did not get out and fly on Sunday. Did get a lot of homework done, so that, that helped make this week a little bit easier. Um, but then Sunday night, I was sitting there looking at my heli going, you know, I think I think I need to do a little wrenching. The, the 7HV needs some maintenance, needs a little love. So I went through, tore the whole head down, took, you know, Radial bearings, thrust bearings, dampers, um, took everything out, uh, replaced the dampers, and then actually went through and cleaned the, you know, when you put, when I install the dampers, I put on some like silicone grease onto the dampers so they really seat in nice and tight and flush with the head block. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But as a result, that grease kind of flings everywhere and gets all through the radial bearings and just kind of throughout the whole head. So I actually went through with, you know, isopropanol alcohol and literally cleaned everything on the head. Uh, put nice. some new, uh, put some new dampers in there. Threw the head back together, you know, really tight, really smooth. Just uh, you know, went back together great as it should have been the entire time. I have no idea why I waited so long to do that. So then Monday, I uh, wake up. The weather was now. I did get Monday right, so that was good because the weather was awesome. Went out there, didn't even need to use a transmitter glow, so I didn't get any more flights in on that. Um, I couldn't even believe it. It was 55 degrees out on Monday. Oh, that's a heat dude. wave, man. Yeah, that is a heat wave. Yeah, compared to what the weather that we've been seeing around here lately. So it was awesome. A couple other guys ended up showing up at the field, plankers, nonetheless, but company. <laughs> so it was fun. It was fun to you know have some conversation and talk about charging setups and whatnot. And so that was good to see some other people out there, but. It was one of those days where, you know, I, I got out there early, brought food with me, and I knew this was going to be a big day. So got in 20 flights on Monday. Jeez. Basically just, you know, back-to-back charging as you know as fast as I could go. I was out there for a fair amount of time because when other people come out to the field, you don't quite, you know, get in those nice back-to-back flights. So kind of a blessing and a curse when other people show up, but kind of is what it is, so... And on, you know, in those 20 flights actually did take some time. Um, I think, Nick, you mentioned last week, just going through, you know, spending entire flights working on maneuvers. It's like nothing yep. really, nothing really new or, you know, a huge step forward, but just maybe trying to bring, you know, maneuvers that you're already comfortable with a little bit lower to the ground or making them a little bit cleaner, making sure you have control through the entire maneuver, every orientation that the heli goes through. So just really focusing on, you know, that precision aspect and that sort of stuff. And so let's see here. Yeah. So the other thing was in this, I, I got to say, I'm kind of, I've already mentioned I put the new dampers in, kind of embarrassed that, you know, waited so long to do that because the head was getting really, really sloppy. But I got to say, after doing that, it felt like an entire new heli on Monday. I mean, weird how that works, huh? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I go out there first flight and I'm like, wait, where'd that bobble go? I was trying to tune out on Saturday. <laughs> like, where'd this little negative tendency go? Nice. So, yeah, if there's, man, just, you know, for me, definitely another learning experience. As soon as you notice, you know, that the flight performance degraded all, don't put off that maintenance. It's definitely worth, you know, swapping stuff out and getting that heli flying perfect. Oh, that, okay. One, one more thing, and this this happened today, and this sucks because this this kind of really ticked me off. Not totally related to flying, but kind of. So I today I was going. So I I usually leave all my uh, 
my transmitter glove, and I have these these gloves that I wear while I'm at the field, where all the fingertips fold back and the thumb folds off, so I can still unplug connectors, act, you know, actually use my fingers still while they're in the gloves. Mm-hmm. And today I go to go to the store, and I usually leave all this stuff on my passenger seat. And I must have reached over, and when I moved my transmitter glove behind the seat, when when my brother was getting into the truck, I must have knocked one of my gloves and it out of the truck and fell on the ground. So I'm going, you know, I go to two or three, four different stores, and at the last one, I'm like, "Where am I? Where's my glove at?" I'm kind of looking through it, and finally realize that one of my gloves must have fallen out of the truck. And so I go back. And I revisit every single place I had been, but I guess the bad the bad part was is by this time over an inch and a half of snow had fallen, and I really couldn't you know couldn't see anything <laughs> couldn't <laughs> there was really Gone nothing forever. I could do. Yeah, I go back to all these spots and it's like great, the ground is completely white. I can't see a dang thing. So I guess I'll have to be ordering up a new set of gloves because you know around here in the winter those are a necessity. That sucks. Nothing worse than rebuying stuff you've already bought. Yeah, totally could have been prevented too. That's what really gets me. Well, now you're, you'll have a spare. I mean, you only lost one, right? Yeah, I'll have one spare. But <laughs> you know, my luck, I'll probably lose a the other spare. one. Spare. <laughs> I'll have two rights. <laughs> you can keep it in the Everyone glove box. Everyone keeps spare gloves. Oh yeah, yeah. dude. <laughs> yep. So, I guess I'll have to stop at the Cabela store on my way home next time. You know, guys, one of the best things about being in our position is the ability to give back to our listeners. And lucky for us, Gen's Ace Batteries shares the same ideas. Just for you, they're offering a 10% discount code on all their batteries. That's right, guys. So head over to www.hobbyparts.com, enter in the code RCHN10 at checkout to get that 10% discount on your next order. I guess that leaves Nick. Well, I am reaping the repercussions from being a tard. And <laughs> thus resulted in a no-fly week. No-fly. Man, yep. this is sad. I'm the only one that got in flights. I know. I get to where... And, you know, mine is 110% self-inflicted. <laughs> <laughs> It is with my charger fiasco. Um, yeah, I'm not even gonna. I'm not gonna get into the details. Oh, come if you on, want. please do. You have to I'm, get into them, dude. We need to know, Nick. I'll get into I, them if you don't. It's such a huge story. <laughs> and back to Justin. Well, just just it's just just tell well, us. I've the been on the phone with him for hours in the last week, going over it. Okay. S- summarize. I made a very poor, dumbass decision to try and save a couple bucks and bought my 4010 at a place other than Progressive. Wah, wah, wah. Enter mistake, mistake number one. Yeah, mistake number mistake one. Mistake number one, okay? <laughs> I, I mean, it, it doesn't... I, I don't even have... I don't even know what to say about that. I mean, really, how stupid and how awesome they have been in the past. I just, I guess 
in the the back of my mind, you know, I've had such good luck with the iCharger 306s. You know, they're solid. They just work day in and day out. They're a great charger that you just, you know, you kind of succumb to that whole, well, I'm going to buy an iCharger. I won't have any problems with it. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, that's not, not true. <laughs> uh, so shortly after doing that, I did have some problems with it. Was then stuck and had to go groveling back to Progressive. <laughs> well, it was decided that, uh, you know, obviously they couldn't warranty it because I did not buy it there. Duh. And so uh, a couple emails back and forth. Uh, we were talking about what it was doing and they were like, oh, actually, you know, here. You can do this to it. So they gave me some instructions uh, with some pictures of some capacitors to add. And, and my first reaction is like, dude, pff, please, I got this. I mean, no problem. I can solder a couple caps in there and we'll get this baby back on the road. Um, I <laughs> got a little jumped ahead of the gun, saw the number, the part number of the capacitors, talked to Justin. We tracked those down online. So I ordered those. The following day, got an email from Progressive that they had sent um, some out in the mail to me, free, free of charge. So that was really cool. So I'm going to keep tally, plus $15. Oh, yeah. Yes, please do, because it's it really is just the beginning. <laughs> um, uh, so now I have to wait. I wait for this stuff to show up. I'm super excited. I get the capacitors. They are beyond small i mean i i can hardly even put it into words i actually dropped one on the kitchen floor and it was gone like forever <laughs> they are so small like where you have to hold them with a pair of fine point like poke your a hole in your hand tweezers those those kind of tweezers so I get all set up. I'm like, all right, I got this. Got my big, huge. I've got one of those big magnifying glasses, you know, with the light that goes around it. And it's like, oh, yeah, this this is where it's at. I got my, you know, pencil tip, just nice pen tip soldering iron. I'm like, I got this. I don't know what this shit is that they soldered that charger with, but it's like freaking I don't know, cryptutanium or some, something because <laughs> there is nothing, you know, next to the core of earth, I think, that will melt it. So uh, at this point, I'm like, oh, well, this sucks. I can't get it to melt. So I, I do not have a ton of experience um, with lead-free solder. I, I know what it is. I know when to identify it immediately. That, okay, this is definitely lead-free because it has a significantly higher melting point. And so I'm getting pretty frustrated by now. I mean, because now this is a week, right? I should have just sent it to Progressive to fix and pay, <laughs> like, right immediately. That, that, was, that was mistake number two. Just send it to them. Give me a bill. I'll pay. It's okay, right? It'll be done right. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, I can do it myself. I'm still digging, right? So... That did not work. I said, all right, I need a hotter soldering iron. So talk with Justin a little bit, and it's like, well, a butane one is definitely hotter. 
I mean, no question there. It's not going to have any issue. Okay, great. So he tells me, oh, yeah, dude, I got this one at Radio Shack. It's like nine bucks. I'm like, dude, all right, okay. All right, I got this. So I go down to Radio Shack. He left off like the three in front of it. No, I take that back. It was 29 bucks. 29 But it 29. was nine when I bought it three years ago, dude. <laughs> yeah, great advice. <laughs> so now I'm there. So I made the trip. I'm sitting there. I'm like, oh, my God. Seriously? All right, whatever. So I buy it. Then it's like, well, I got to tin this. So, okay. So I buy some lead-free solder. Why I'm there? Okay, there we go. Now I know. God, I don't have any butane at home. Okay, so now we get a can of butane. So I walk out of Radio Shack $45 later. <laughs> so now we're up to 60 Yeah. So I get home thinking, all right, finally, I'm just going to do this. Everything's going to be okay. Oh, my God. Well, apparently, you have to take the, you know, the butane ones out of the little slider on the side to control how hot it gets. To get whatever that just absolutely possessed material is to melt, this thing is like on wide open throttle. I mean, afterburner style. You know, you can't get within a foot of it. And every time I try and get close to where I need to solder, it starts like cooking everything around it. <laughs> I'm melting. I'm melting shit like two inches away from where I'm trying to solder. I told and you what to do, dude. At that, it was at that point. I was just like, that was probably one of the lowest of the lows that I have been in um, for quite some time. And luckily, your friend Justin has captured that and will reveal it long last to the world. This is the text I get from him after all of this. (laughs) He says, well, that was a waste. Not going to work. Butane exhaust, too hot. Melting stuff around it. Looks like it's going back to progressive. I say, sorry, dude, you know, blah, 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 blah. You still should try doing it this way. I said, you know, use the aluminum foil, make a cone to divert the exhaust. And then I get this back. No, I'm fucking done with the whole thing. (laughs) I've now wasted an extra $60 and five days on this thing, and I still can't fly. Fuck this. I should have just sent it to them in the first place. Mistake buying it where I did. Mistake trying to fix it. Just mistake after mistake after mistake. (laughs) Should have listened to myself from the beginning. That, ladies and gentlemen, is Nick at his lowest point. Yep. (laughs) It does not. But, hey, there was never. the, The only thing I can say in defense there was never at any point in all of that was I like, ju- like I knew I was failing, you know? I mean, I knew it. I knew at the end there was no one to blame but myself. Well, good on you for sticking it out. Lesson Unfortunately, learned, right? you didn't win. No, so it just <laughs> put me, I was so, I do not like to, I do not like to fail. Oh, man, is it not? It's just not something 
that uh, that I handle all that well. I mean, it's it's one thing not to be the best, but to just utterly fail miserably is is uh, is really hard for me, especially when it comes to something electronic. That makes it even worse. And then when I waste a bunch of money, that makes it even worse. And then when I don't get to fly, it's just like the icing on top of a whole depression cake. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, by the time he even, like, right after that, I had it boxed up, the note written in there, all of the capacitors that I had bought in the box with a note to Progressive. Here it is. Send me a bill. (laughs) That was it. So I did I'm not sorry, get to fly. Dude, that does suck. Now, you know, it's it's uh, it was a good lesson. It was a it was an awesome lesson. A, it was a lesson that you know every. I think what we forget is that you know our experiences in this hobby. To me, I mean the the product is one thing, but how it's dealt with when something goes wrong is almost the more important. I mean, I had people, you know, I, I and guys, if you want to read all this, I wrote it all out on my blog on our website. But, you know, I have people, you know, well, oh, are you not going to get it? And yeah, I heard a lot of, are you not going to, you know, are you going to sell it when you get it back? I heard a lot of people, you know, really having problems with this and that. You know, the features of that charger are exactly what I want. Um. This whole experience would not have been that bad if I would have been smart and purchased it at the correct place. I could have picked up the phone. Hey, my 4010 is jacking all up. They type it up on the computer. They see, oh, you bought it here? Okay, we're going to throw you one in the mail today. When it shows up, put the old one in the box, ship it back. Done. They are two hours away from me. (laughs) Yes, I have a bad eye on the charger, but it's no one's fault but myself because it would have been dealt with so quickly, so easily. Yeah, and I am going to continue. I want this charger to work, and if I have to keep warrantying it or sending it or whatever, you know, I want to stick it out because I just love the features of it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, fail, fail, just fail, fail. <laughs> 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 I I don't even I got nothing. I mean there's no there's no explanation. There's no digging myself out of the hole and, and now I am karma has has whipped its ugly head around and just smacked me upside the head with a rolled up newspaper. So I did not fly because I, you know, only got a couple I now I did charge up all my packs before I sh- shipped it out. I sat there with the charger in pieces out on the bench, plugged in, <laughs> charging up my packs very slowly. <laughs> so, you know, if we get a break in the weather, I'll get out there. But after that, I kind of just took a step, took a little step back and groveled in my misery for a couple of days and took a couple of days to bounce back. But now I can laugh about it and joke about it. So, you know, you live, you learn. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's, uh, that's just this <laughs> hobby is by far, I mean, just by far the most humbling hobby I've ever been in. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. Well, that, that was a good week for you, dude. Good learning week, right? It, it was a great learning week. There you go. Let's see what else. Oh, yeah. I did get everything ordered up. We decided to, we, you know, we have got, there are people 
behind the scenes in this production that, you know, their, their involvement is they don't, you know, they don't get involved all the time. You know, we generally try and do as much as we can ourselves. Uh, but there's some stuff that we just, it's so far above and beyond us. And that's where, you know, we get people, Jay, uh, Larry, <laughs> Larry. I mean, uh, you know, he comes in. I just, I can't even say this guy comes in and just deals with the stuff that like would seriously bring our website down yeah. to nothing. We would have nothing. So I decided to put, put Larry together, a little <laughs> something. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. I actually want to. I want to speak a little bit about that because look, this issue that Larry took care of this week was could have been potentially so catastrophic to those to everybody that has a subscription to the RSS feed. Doesn't matter where you're catching the RSS, whether it's iTunes or any other application. He did a bunch of research. He got it figured out. And it was flawless, seamless. No one knew it happened. Had I tried it, <laughs> yeah, we would all know it happened. <laughs> and we'd still be trying to dig ourselves out of it. I mean, it's something, and let me tell you what it was, because it's something that we have wanted to do forever, basically since we rebuilt the webpage. When Rob and I started doing, when we started it, uh, essentially we just went to what we assumed was the best, easiest thing to do. We went to FeedBurner, which is a fairly, you know, popular, albeit as we found out, limiting uh, RSS, I guess, application, lack of better, I think that's what it's called. Mm -hmm. There's some limitations. And um, when switching these feeds, if you try to put another feed, is essentially displaying your audio to the world, if you change that, essentially, if you have a subscription and it's changed, you no longer have a subscription. And there are thousands of people that have subscriptions and they would have essentially been like, oh, what's going on here? You know, and then that whole process would have had to start over. So Larry to the rescue, man. He uh, did a, some research and, and he was going to go live. He was going to do it. And, and I was kind of anxiously waiting. I, I texted the guys. I don't know if you guys remember. I texted and I said, well, hang on because the, bus and, the button's about ready to be pushed and let's hope mm -hmm. for the best. Yeah. Well, I, I didn't hear anything. And so I sent him a text a little bit later. And he's like, dude, I went to do it. And all these warning signs flashed me. And he said, I needed to kind of look closer and make sure everything was all right. And uh, later that night, or maybe it was the next night, but relatively close to that time, he's like, it's it, it's done, seamless, happened, all over. And the issue that was happening, and I actually noticed a few people mentioning it, particularly on the chat page and uh, one or two emails. Those of you who do iTunes, you may have noticed uh, the last, I don't know, three or four weeks, you weren't able to find old episodes, I believe, below like 38-ish, 34-ish, somewhere in that range. Mm-hmm. That's no longer the case. All the episodes are now available. Uh, we did, Larry, to, to make the new episodes become available, had to delete uh, the old episodes from the feed to make room. Well, not anymore. So, 
Larry, I, you know, thank you. <laughs> I mean, that was huge, huge. So absolutely. I mean, if we could do more, we would <laughs> trust me that that's incredible. Thank you so yeah. much for your help, man. So yeah, it's the least we could do. I think. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, I, like you said, I wish we just had a, had that money tree, right? No shit. Right. So I want to I want to get a little serious before we go into the news, and I'm not going to take long. I just I kind of feel obligated to talk a little bit about because I get I've been getting an extraordinary amount of emails, and I want to first of all thank all you guys about you know for those emails, suggestions, you know questions, and I've been noticing a particular amount of questions about prognosis. Of course, we've been talking about this issue with my hand for a few weeks, and. So I kind of just want to, since we've been talking about it, I just kind of want to fill everybody in. I mentioned it a little bit ago, but essentially uh, this autoimmune disease I have is attacking my wrist and it's relentlessly attacking and doing damage that's irreversible to some extent. Hopefully the doctors will find out if they can do some reconstruction. So the prognosis, basically, they're going to do a reconstructive surgery, hopefully soon, <laughs> And um, basically, that's gonna. They, they hope that will fix, or at least turn back the time, um, for a certain amount of damage that's been done, allowing me to use my wrist again. Should that not work, they are going to need to do a full fusion, and um, that's basically where we're at. So, for those of you who are asking, first of all, thank you, and and. There's one more thing I want to say, and I hope this doesn't come across poorly. I had a conversation with a listener, and I I don't – I'm a nurse. I have helped people that are in far worse situations than I'm in. And I, I appreciate sympathy and I the empathy that people feel, but I, I'm not – this isn't about feeling sorry because – uh, that's just not, that's not what I'm into. You know, it's a big part of my, my life, what's happening. And, and, and as a listener of the show, you know, you guys get to hear what we are going through. And this happens to be what Dan's going through at this particular juncture. But we're going to get over this. So I appreciate the sentiment. And I, you know, I, I don't want to, I'm not trying to say, God, is that coming across? You guys understand what I'm saying, right? Don't feel sorry for oh, me. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah, you're saying thanks, but I'll live. Yeah, it's going to be fine. I mean, one way or another, this is going to pass, regardless of whether or not I can ever use my wrist again. I'm still going to fly a helicopter. There's just there's there's just no ifs, ands, or buts about that. So thank you, but we'll get through it, and life goes on. That's right. And so absolutely, dude. <laughs> that's all. I just wanted to mention that because literally, I, I'm getting many emails a day and um thank you what can i say it's 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 nice to know that that people are concerned but we will get through this i don't know if these i don't know if nick and justin and jesse are gonna make it through my pissiness but i think we'll get through it (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I, i sent a text the other day i was like just out of the blue i said wow i am in such a pissy mood right now i cannot believe this and it, it was something. I don't even remember what what fucking sent me off into that pissy mood, but man, I was. Anyway, you 
got up. I was you breathing. <laughs> yeah, I was breathing. Uh, so anyway, we'll get through it. We'll get through it. And uh, we'll be flying next summer. And uh, you guys can all come see my my fancy new one-stick transmitter that I'll be flying. So, yeah, sweet, dude. Jeez. Nice. Oh, That's right, Between man. Between you and Justin, you guys are going to be like major Curtis fanboys. <laughs> oh, come on now. Uh, <laughs> I already got yeah. rid of my Curtis helicopter. That's got to count for something, doesn't it? Yeah, but you got the transmitter. When all the pieces of the puzzle come together, <laughs> harmony will happen. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, on that note, I think maybe we should hit some news. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, we <laughs> You know, Justin, I might be just a tad bit biased, but I couldn't help but notice that Helipros has the new miniature aircraft 700EX in stock. You're absolutely right, Nick. And it's good to know that not only is the heli made in the USA, but it's backed by the awesome support that we know and love from the guys at helipros.com. And remember, fly hard. Helipros has the part. guys, this week's news has been brought to you by HeliDaily.com, your daily RC helicopter news magazine. Nick, what do you got for news? All right, so we got a new motor. Oh, yes. Oh. I am ex- ex- excited. I'm excited. I'm so excited. Super I can't even excited. talk about it. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty damn excited. The excitement yeah. is just ex- off is the ex- charts. The excite- excitement is astounding. That's right. I'm throwing in extra syllables. I'm so excited. So, Scorpion has, um, they're going to be releasing an F3C edition of the popular 4525. So, this one is going to be the HK 4526-520KV. Now, they're claiming that the the power is actually going to be on par with the 4525, except they've gone with a different winding and the efficiency is where this one is supposedly going to be like, that's going to be its thing. So, um, you know, current consumption will be lower, flight times longer. That's what this motor is, you know, kind of for is like competition, smooth, consistent power, um, and, and those, you know, needing those longer flights. I'm actually really, really excited about this. This is kind of like up my alley. I'm not a huge smack guy. I love my 3D, but... You know, I also like the longer flight times. I personally, my 4525s are just, they're insane. They have so much more uh, to offer than I need, <laughs> you know. Um, and I think that's where this is like that perfect, I, I don't know. I'm just really excited about it. If I can get a more efficient version of what I already have, then that's uh, fantastic. Did somebody just um, I'll, No. Okay. I went, I was thinking out loud. <laughs> okay. And it, it might have sounded like It did like sound that. a little like a fart. Late, lately. Okay. Uh, well, I thought when he freaking clowns were good, would say something, anything, reply, that's the whole. <laughs> 230 you know, amps, do dude. 484 grams. <laughs> 200. Whoa. <laughs> Jesse, you're freaking me out here, man. I thought we were just reading off stats. What color is it? 
Wow, that's a dumb <laughs> the question. Only wow. color. That's a dumb question. <laughs> I just, I'm just, yeah. I'm just. No, but seriously, look at this. Look at this. Max peak current, two hundred and thirty amps. That is a yeah, beast. Buddy. Yeah, no, it's it's they're monsters. They're just ridiculous. And now if we can gain some efficiency, uh, that's a win. I call it a win. So we'll see. I'm gonna get one. I think. Nice. Uh, a line, at, you know, they had released their their newer version of the fly barless blades. Well, now they're going back and they're they're releasing those uh, for all the smaller size, so you can get them in four twenty fives and three twenty fives now. And it looks like even some different colors, some black and some blue. Yeah, what is that all about? I, you know, I. I'm trying to find the difference, but I, I seriously, it looks to me like it's just a color difference. Yeah. Like it's the same blade that, you know, they have two different 425s. One is black and white and one is kind of a bluish and white. Yeah, really dark, dark blue. blue. A little different, but hey, you know, who am I, who am I to judge? Hmm. Well, a little, a little odd, but oh well. So... You know, speaking of a line, the T-Rex 150 is getting <laughs> some... The chatter is definitely starting to grow and grow a lot. We are possibly, by the time you guys even hear this, the price is going to be out for this thing. Um, I am, once again, I totally missed the boat on something. You know, I had made a pop-off comment about it, you know, okay, it so it'll fly... Basically, it's whatever satellite you plug into it will make it capable of flying that. So if it's DSMX or DSM2 or, you know, JR, whatever. So it's compatible with all those, but then you don't need to plug anything into it. It's automatically compatible with Futaba's FHSS. Mm-hmm. And I had made a comment. I was like, oh, yeah, well, that's cool because, you know like all of the three people that have those transmitters. <laughs> uh, <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong, but the 14SG will do both, it, correct? It will. So I was, for some odd reason in my mind, I was thinking all of those new Futaba transmitters, like the the 8J or whatever it is, yeah. uh, that one that like no one hardly has. That's what I had gotten stuck in my mind. And I'm thinking, why Why is it so dumb? Why did they do that? Well, uh, hello. Now I can fly one of these. This is huge. D- dude, this is huge for me. Think about this for a minute. So I'm going to yeah. mod my 14SG, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would have to. Now, if I wanted to go down your, and I, we all know I'm not a big micro guy, right? But should I decide to do a micro? But you're an align guy. I, I, that's neither here nor there. Hey, you know what? I want to bring something up now that you mentioned that. And I'll get back to this, this, this transmitter thing. But Justin said something a few episodes about that. A line, right? You, you know what? I own more than a line. I own Raptors. I own JRs. Come on, dudes. But it's you not, don't fly any of them, dude. Yeah, that doesn't flying? count. I have, I have Ventures. I have Kyoshos. You have pieces of all of those. Yeah. Dude, I got a, I got a, I've got a Kyosho 30 that's got every 
part in it. Even the old mechanical. So job. you're what you are is an antique heli collector that flies <laughs> yeah. a line. Yeah. I swear to God, <laughs> I, my next heli is not going to be in a line. I'm telling Dan, you. Dan, right thank now. you for clearing this up. This has been great. <laughs> and also, look back at my history. I've owned far more helicopters of various other brands. But anyway, that's neither here nor there, because obviously you guys aren't going to cut me any slack there. Uh, that's like saying, <laughs> okay, before I got married, I had many different girlfriends. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> you guys are killing me. You're killing me. But see, here's the point. So we go back to the micro thing. If I wanted to do, like, I've got a 130X. I'll never be able to fly that 130X. I mean, possibly. I don't know. I mean, but if I did, I would have to get, I would have to go buy spectrum radio and then send it down and get it modded and then back this is perfect i mean i have that's to get, a really good point yeah dude. i have to go i yeah. have to have one of these uh, these little helis now if this I, intrigues me so i will be buying one when they become available nice yeah i i think it's great i mean y- things are looking quite you know quite positive for yeah, so far i can't wait to hear people's thoughts on it i mean this could be a definite future purchase i don't know i i just the thought how of much getting do we micro- think it's gonna cost no no one knows i, I well, mean let's let's predict we haven't done an rchn prediction <sighs> recently at least for a week it <laughs> <laughs> doesn't involve justin not getting something done <laughs> i i'll throw the first number out and i have no idea but i'm thinking 170 bucks Ooh, I'm going higher, two seventy five. What? Yeah, I won't be getting one if they're that expensive. I'm gonna say two twenty nine ninety nine. Wow, they're not that expensive, are they, Nick? They're not gonna be that expensive, right? Yeah, you know, it's a one fifty. Well, okay, so I'm I'm looking at this one ad, and it's you know they don't come with the satellite. It's not. You know, they're kind of giving it like a bind and fly option. So you don't get the, they have a charger, but it's optional. <sighs> Looks like it comes with two sets of blades. Man, I, uh, I'm i going to say, you know, I almost have to agree with 239. Yeah. That's... If they get this at 200 yeah. or lower. That would be oh, pretty, dude. yeah, that would dude. be pretty groundbreaking. Yeah. That they they would kill because well, and if it flies halfway decent, yeah. Which which uh, e flight or blade heli does this put it on par with? I don't have any. The of blade one thirty x one thirty. No, 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 no. I don't think so, dude. Are you I sure? Think it's, I I almost think that it's more geared toward like the uh, uh, the MCPX brushless. No, I thought it no, was it's bigger, bigger than, than that. that dude. This is a one fifty. See here. Let's see. How long are the blades? So the uh, the the 130x runs 135 millimeter blades. Hmm. So it's mm. that would tell me it's bigger than that, and the 130x is 250. So that's. I'm, t- I'm sticking. But that makes it. it even scarier with a tail motor bigger than that. Yeah. But that's a hurricane tail motor, the whole. But I, yeah, that thing but, is huge. I mean, I gotta say, I saw him beating it around. So, 
Yeah, but there were some comments about a couple of those videos, and they're like, yeah, watch as the head speed starts to come up, and you see this tail start wagging. I guess that's pretty common, like with the, the brushless MCPX. It does a lot better at, like, higher head speeds. When uh, you get it down to where you get decent flight times, then you get a lot of tail like wagging. Normal person flying. <laughs> yep. Yeah, exactly. And... Uh, you know, a lot of these videos that were like two minute flight time. Yeah, they were way up there on the head speed. So that you know, that's the question. Okay, yeah, it looks cool in the video, but you know, a lot of those guys, man, there are people out there that are so in tune with these micros because that's just what they live by. I mean, this is what they fly. This is yep. like our T Rex. This is like our seven hundred class electric right here yep. for a lot of. And so they're picking up on all these little things and being really skeptical. I mean, I don't know. It, yeah, uh, I think this is a 130X size just based on what I'm I'm seeing in the images that are online and how it looks like in Alan's hands just size-wise. I think I think this is more like a 130. Ooh, uh, yeah. Well, I think I will probably I'm going to take the approach where I'm going to let it come out. Oh yeah. I'm gonna let it see how it goes, and then if it looks okay, then I then I think I'll probably get one. Yeah, because how much? I mean, how much fun would that be? I'm gonna throw I caution to the wind. Especially if it's absolutely right, if it's zero like, interest in this. I'm gonna if throw caution to the wind and just Futaba. go with it. I'm just gonna go with it. You're just gonna there go with go. it. Yep. I actually have negative interest. Time yeah. and time again, I get excited about micros. I get it, and it sucks. <laughs> I, dude, I mean, I, that happens to me too. I get that completely. I, I mean, I I money. am a ninety size person. That's it. That's the way it works. Justin's a magnum. He's a <laughs> absolutely, <magnum>. dude. <laughs> <laughs> XL bitches. <laughs> oh man, I'm going for oh, it. Geez. I'm going for wow. it. I all right. I uh, news of the week. I'm I'm gonna do what? it. You're going to do what? I'm going to get it. You already said that. I'm going to get it. I did, yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm reinforcing that. it to know. myself, all right? Get you're, off my You're back. reinforcing it to yourself. Dan, are you okay. going to get one of these, dude? I think I might, Justin. Thank, dude, thanks for might, showing some interest. I, can't, in I cannot wait to hear your <laughs> review. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm going to need it. it. Look, it'll take the place of the simulator. I'll be able to fly that this winter with my new transmitter. Uh, that's going to cost to crash that one, though. The simulator does not cost. Jesse. That's true. He's got a point. Don't you? You don't know how Dan rolls. You don't. Though. You should. Don't yeah. you know? Oh, I by for, now? I for, no, no, no. I forgot that everyone in Montana has a money tree. It's the only way they can get you to live there. Jesse, I learned how to fly helicopters without a simulator. I can fly this one without a simulator. Right. <laughs> I got this. I got this. That's why I'm not going to do I this. Am... I'm just going to go out. I'm going to plug that radio into my 700. I'm just going to go for it, dude. You're just going to throw I down, like dude. You'll be better. On your first flight with that transmitter, than you've been all year. Oh, yeah, well, I there don't know about that. Oh. So anyway, what do you? What else you got? <laughs> yeah, the first time you go to do a pyro, you're gonna aileron roll it right into the dirt. I know, something bad's gonna happen. And give negative pitch, and it's gonna be bad. One thing I am gonna do is I'm gonna fly it a long ways away from me for the first few flights, from you and from the ground. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. Maybe I should get one of those bailouts. Maybe I should get oh, an AC. Yeah. yeah. Not That's a, a good idea. idea. Yeah. Heli Command, right? I should get one of those. The Bavarian Demon. That's right. The Bavarian Demon. I forgot. They 
hipped up their name a little bit. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Can I can I go now? Uh please do. Yeah. I want to hear the news yeah. of the week. You need the news of the okay. week. Okay. So I have to set this up a little bit. Um we were at a fun fly and we're happening to uh happen to be conversing with uh, you know, a real legend in the hobby. Uh, this guy's been around for a long time and has designed uh, some of my actual, some of my favorite helicopters. That would be Mr. Jason Krause. Jason described to me and everyone around uh, a maneuver that he calls the shocker. Now, the shocker entails going up, straight up. Now, in his particular instance, he said he likes to point the helicopter tail down, mid-stick, and aileron roll. And he said, you know when you get those in, those tail slides in, where they're just flawless. I mean, it's like the thing is just rotating on a perfect, just a, a line. It doesn't get any better. And he said, the shocker happens when you're so mesmerized <laughs> by how awesome you're doing the maneuver... <laughs> You forget to pull out. That you never pull out of it. And you drive it into the ground while aileron rolling. So that's called a shocker. Mr. Kyle Dahl has done a little bit of a variant of this. Minus the tail slide. And uh, minus the aileron roll. He, over there at 3DX, 3DX China? Yeah. Yeah. Nose down. Huge dive and just, I mean, never pulled out. <laughs> this freaking low, yeah, never pulled out. And believe me, if you don't pull out, bad shit's going to happen. Always. <laughs> on so many levels. On so, yeah, on so many levels. He hit, <laughs> like, you can tell that he tried, right? It was like, okay, I got this. Yeah, he leveled he, it out. I'm not sure you can out, tell but, that he tried, dude. I mean, it, it just no, he went did level it out. Yeah, it didn't go in nose first. It it hit flat, but it hit with so much force that it like shot it back up in the air. And I thought, whoa, that's the most awesome skid bump I've ever seen. Crush. And then, like, yeah, the heli popped up like six or seven feet. And I have never seen a helicopter implode like that. It self destructed. Yeah. Two complete separate halves the front half and the back half but they're not where they usually are usually you're always at the boom right like you know you you boom strike wax off the boom three four places and the front goes this way and all your little boom pieces go this way the frame separated directly in the main shaft area (laughs) and the entire front half of the frame went one way and the back half of the frame went another (laughs) see i I want to know what he was doing because I, it almost looks like he didn't have control over the heli, or it was intentional, or he did it on I th- purpose. I yeah, think that I mean he this might thing have been trying bounced to do a like bump. ten feet, dude. There, that helicopter, it was destined for the ground. Like that was its home. That's where it was going, and no one was going to stop it. I think it was just a. A very poorly executed attempt at a skid bump. Yeah, because I've seen him do similar maneuvers and just skid bump. And this time, I think he just, like you said, pulled out a little late. 
awesome though. Such oh, carnage. dude, it, it yeah, yeah it such was, a great video. I've I've replayed that video like fifty <laughs> times. It's one of those that you get to watch and you're like, wham, oh, and then you think it's over, and then boom, it just explodes. You're like, oh, and then the video, the video <laughs> here, it also replays it in slow mo, oh. which is even better. Love it. I almost kind of, like, if you watch the Hellier initially, I wonder if he was trying to auto it. Mm. No, because it was at the beginning of the flight. Yeah, it was was like a minute in. It's not a minute in. I mean, he took off, went up, and then crashed it. It was like (laughs) 10 seconds in. (laughs) First maneuver, bam, done. Yeah, I mean, the, cool, the funny part is that as it's bouncing, it looks like an intact helicopter. That is correct. Like, for a split second, you think, wow, I need to buy one of those because it just took a full-on face plant into concrete, and it's still flying. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, it was just, it, it was rebounding. <laughs> but in his credit, he ended up winning. So I yeah, we that's do impressive. need to give yeah we need to give him a congratulations on uh, first place 3DX China so congratulations Kyle nice work even better crash uh, sorry but that's what I'm going to remember it by yeah <laughs> and that's that's it that's it for my news dude there's one more bit of news and it's it's huge news it's not. Not quite news of the week, but it's pretty damn close. So I got you all in suspense. Let's hear I'm it. Waiting. Mm. Did you guys see that uh, there's some long sleeve black T-shirts available over there at RCHN? Oh, yes, oh, yes, dude! I couldn't believe this morning. Okay, a little bit of background. We are, we are, you know, we're doing a pre-order. Short, very short pre-order. When's it ending again, guys? Uh, December 1st. December 1st. Yep. So we decided to kind of get a little jump start on it uh, Friday morning. And I got a text from Justin, or we all got a text, a group text. He's like, well, it's live. And no sooner did he say that. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. These are going fast. So it's 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 incredible, the response. But... One thing uh, I, I want to mention is if you happen to be a guy that needs a large size, or XL in particular, or even a small, your opportunity to get that is only going to be in the next two weeks. I am not going to order any other of those smaller odd sizes because we're going to order a huge supply of these. I was actually doing the math. I'm thinking we're going to order a hundred of them. When it's all said and done. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, so we will, if you need an, an, an odd size, you got to get in on the pre-order. If you don't, well, we should have some in stock for a while. But again, to guarantee the size you want. Yeah, first come, first serve. Yeah. Great job on the hey. shirts, dude. Nick, those are fantastic shirts. That design is amazing. Love it. Can't Thanks, wait man. to get mine. And uh, it's pretty pretty good news. Pretty exciting. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. No, oh, yeah. I love <laughs> I long sleeve t-shirts. I'm ready t-shirts. to uh, 
I'm ready for I'm ready for hoodies because I'm freezing my nuts over. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, you, you, know, for more you know what I like about the – I love – Justin, you mentioned just a second ago. I do love the long sleeve shirts. I also like the long sleeve shirts. And, and the fact that winter is basically – it's here. It's, well, for us, it's here. Um, black. A black long sleeve shirt. Because think about it. it. It could be a fairly cold, crisp day. The sun's out. Long sleeve black shirt. How perfect is that? Oh, I agree. Oh, yeah. So – Get them while you can. Yep. Digging it. Anybody else? Justin, if you or Jesse, if you don't have news for me this week. Well, I was gonna say the t-shirt thing. Oh, I see. <laughs> oh, you're so full of shit. <laughs> I was like, this is this is perfect. So, That's but it? you took it. So now I got nothing, dude. That's a twenty-five percent reduction in your weekly salary. That's fine. I don't need that anyways. I'm <laughs> rolling over here. <laughs> Justin, any news? Any, anything? I have no news. No news. All right. Well, I guess that's it for news. All right, guys. This week's news has been brought to you by HeliDaily.com, your daily RC helicopter news magazine. So, guys, got a question for you. Where is your one-stop shop for high-powered motors, upgrade performance parts, and of course, some sexy bling for nearly any model of heli. Definitely KDEDirect.com. That's right. So whether you want to turn your heli into a performance machine, or you just want it to stand out a little bit, visit KDEDirect.com for all your upgrade needs. You know, I was kind of thinking about something... Uh, this week, I uh, had a local pilot in the, in this area, and he's in that spot now where uh, he had asked me for a kind of like a, a letter of recommendation because he was uh, looking to apply uh, to become a field rep for, you know, company A or whatever. And we kind of got on the discussion of, you know, the, just the steps that you go through, the different you know, quote unquote levels of, you know, whether it's field rep or like team pilot. And then, you know, then we got to talking about like, okay, the pros. And that even kind of made me sit back and go, you know, think to myself, who, who are the pros? You know, who are they? Is there a certain set list of them? And then really what, you know, what dictates you as a pro? Yeah, well, I mean, what, what do you have to do to be considered a what's pro? What's the defining? Yeah, what defines a pro? Yeah. So what do you what do you guys think? Well, I'll take this one because I don't, I don't think in our hobby, my definition of what a pro is, I don't think there's very many. A professional, just like any other occupation, is somebody who gets compensated for what they do. There are other there are other tangibles that go along with that that are mm-hmm. inherently part of being a professional in very like a professional, you know, let's say Justin's world. He's a professional at what he does. There are tangibles that go along with that that have nothing to do with with what we think of as pros, say athlete. You know, there's a little bit of fame and fortune involved with that. Uh, yeah. Um, yep. 
So is it a pay thing? I think I you? think that's what it boils uh, down to. If you're a professional, you are being compensated for what you do. Is, is let, me, a, let me offer a modification to that because I like this particular definition. A professional is someone who is engaged in a specific activity as his or her main paid occupation rather than as a pastime. And I think the last part, I think that's the key here, because for most of us, this is a pastime, right? Mm. Yes. This is a hobby, a fun thing. They're getting paid for it, just like you said, Dan. And I don't think there's very many in our hobby. Yeah. But the other thing to consider, though, is that, I don't, and I'm not sure exactly what you mean by your definition, Dan, but it, are you talking about above and beyond, you know, all your kits are paid for, all your travel expenses to competitions, events, um, it, overseas, etc. Like, this is actually your job. That, or are you that's where you start every- getting into kind of a, an obscure definition of semi-pro, like uh, your semi-pro mm-hmm. athletes and teams in your local areas. They get, you know, travel. This this kind of thing, yeah, yeah. But they're not paying for anything. But it's not putting food it's, on. The yeah, table it's not paying either. their mortgage. Okay. Yeah, they still need another job, right? I, I think that's probably the. I mean, realistically, that's probably the majority of the people that get get called pros. You know, are the ones that they really have other jobs. I mean, yeah, a lot of these guys have other jobs that we just don't even know about or don't even think about. Yes, you know, but they do it, and then but they're they're pros because we see them at all the events. Absolutely. So so who are they? Uh, who are the dudes? Bert Cameron. Yeah, he's I, probably I the biggest pro. Yeah, uh, from a standpoint of actually meeting the definition formally. Yeah, I would say right? as far as you know, making his living. That's the, what he does. The he's the yeah. He's the. You know, I don't know what his title is, but product developer or lead product but, guy for SAB, and he does all the marketing stuff. And Dan, there's mm-hmm. there's one thing that you didn't bring into your definition though, and that was flying ability. There's lots of guys that work in the hobby. Not all of them. And see, and this fly is at that top okay. Level. And this this is where it really starts to get kind of obscure, and where we start throwing the word pro around kind of loosely. because now we're looking at one very small aspect of what a pro is and their ability. Obviously, if you're being called a pro at something, doesn't matter what it is, obviously you have a certain ability to do that particular task at a very high efficiency, right? And that's, there's no question. There's a ton of these types of people out there. I mean, dude, there are so many good flyers out there. Yeah, and, and so mm-hmm. my thinking is that now we've kind of defined the fact that in the reality of it, as as a def- definition of professional, there's not very many of them out there. We, we've named Burt Cameron. There's probably Bobby Watts. Uh, yeah, you know, Bobby Nick Maxwell, Nick Maxwell, um, uh, Alan Zabo. Yeah, and uh, Matt Bodos. Yeah, what about Matt Bodos? I was just gonna say that. Yeah, Todd Absolutely. Bennett. Yeah, Kyle Dahl. Yeah, Kyle. Yep. Yep. He actually works. He for works Mikado. for Mikado. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So now we kind of we look at this in in the kind of a subset of semi pro, or, or, or we we kind of narrow the definition to somebody who can fly really well, and and that seems to be the 
driving force behind we as hobbyists referring to Pilot X as a pro. Does he fly really good? Right? Mm-hmm. But I think there's one more aspect in my mind. And, and if I'm rushing where you want to go with this, Nick, just say something. No. But that, a, a true pro has the ability to fly, but also has the ability to be a human being. Ah. <laughs> now, this, this is where Not we start to separate, yeah. in my mind, the true, and we've already kind of established the fact that these these guys, in the true sense of the words, are not professionals, but they're pro. We consider them pros in our hobby. Yeah. But now we're looking at the definite or the separation between those guys who we all know can fly. Do I think that they're pros? Well, there's one more qualification in my mind is are they a human being that I want to be around or I can respect? Yeah. That's where it gets a little a little dicey, right? <laughs> yeah. At what point are you just a really good pilot or are you just a team pilot? You know, may, maybe you're a full ride team pilot. You know, maybe you don't pay for a single thing that you fly. But, you know, if uh, not a lot of people like you because you're a D-bag, you know, are you still considered a pro? Uh, you know, uh, man. I don't. I don't think that I, I'm going to take a completely different position here. I don't think that whether they're a D bag or not plays any role. I think there are a lot of professionals that are a holes. Yeah. Well, I agree with you, and I think, I think that another good another good qualifier is those guys that are assholes behind the scenes. Sometimes they're really good at putting on a good public face. Oh, oh yeah, dude. True. Now that that there are lots of people that are pro at that. Maybe that's I thought we were talking about flying helicopters. Yeah. <laughs> but but you know, we've talked about this several times. I mean, you know, we, when we talked about the whole rep thing, you know, uh it's you know, flying is important, but more importantly, can you represent the represent and can you yeah. can you you know can people talk to you? Will you talk to people? Will you hide in a corner and just hang out with your buds? Or will you take the time to you know represent or be an ambassador of the hobby? Yeah. And, yeah. It's and it's gonna be expected of you. How do you know what? I this is a little off topic, but I don't know if you guys saw recently, it has nothing to do with helicopters, but it's just kind of a primer, an example. Alec Baldwin, just the other day, just got into this huge fight with paparazzi. And we all know who Alec Baldwin is, right? Famous actor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to a friend of mine, he's like, and I was listening, and he's with his wife and his kid, and I understand. I'm like, I get it. I get why he's, he's frustrated, and he's angry, and he's yelling, and threatening. And my friend goes, well, he kind of signed up for that, didn't he? In other words, yep. he put himself out there. So when you are out there, maybe you're kind of obligated to put your personal issues aside yeah. and just be the guy that people think you are. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because yeah. that's that's the appealing part of, of, I mean, 
dude, let's let's be honest here. That's the coolest part of being a pro. Not only, you know, or a semi-pro or full ride or whatever. Not only, A, is it, you know, getting your stuff to fly, but it's recognition. I mean, everyone loves recognition. You know what I mean? And it's like, oh, dude, that guy can, whew, he can throw down. I mean, that's that's really the driving force behind it. But that, you know, and you just, it you can't turn that off. Once you take that step, you're there. I mean, you're there all the time. Whether you want to be in the, you know, that same light or not. You are 24 hours a day, and every everything that you do, you, you know, uh, even aside from the hobby, unfortunately, I, sh- I shouldn't even say unfortunately, it will reflect, you know, it reflects on you and A, the, the companies that you represent. You know, I, I dude, I stumbled upon a just a Facebook post, and, and it's... You know, it's supposed to be funny and it's supposed to be a joke, but I, I see this post by someone. <laughs> they, they put this picture up and, you know, it, it's Tony. It's Tony Whiteside and he's got the bandana on and everything and his glasses and hat on backwards like you can't tell that it's him. And, you know, <laughs> uh, thus should just put this pics in the AMA book of rules on spotlight flying. You know, it's like, okay, I get we all know that Tony loves to spotlight fly, right? And that he yeah. disagrees with AMA's recent deals. But it's like, okay, that's obvious. Like, that's a given. We know that you're not going to do that. You know, they're doing the whole, that, that whole group it, of guys. They it's got okay the whole, to have opinions about stuff. I mean, <laughs> yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. But when you take it that one step further, now it's like, I look at that and I go, oh, Okay, there's wow. That guy represents Team Alias, and they're bagging on the AMA. I mean, they're poking at the AMA. It's like, ooh, you know. And I think it's things like that. And I'm not just picking on Tony because we see it. I mean, geez, dude, I I saw it just the other day as well. A rant from one. This was from one team pilot to another team pilot on the same team. (laughs) You know, this other guy was involved with a a separate company and, and, you know, pilot a over here did not like what pilot B was working with this other team on and just flames that product in public. And this is a guy that owns his own company. Well, I see that and it's like, you know what? It doesn't even matter to me if you're right. It doesn't yeah. because you just set what kind of person you are. And now I'm going to go out of my way not to buy your stuff. It's definitely a touchy uh, situation, man. I, I, you know, because part of me understands it. I understand the, the, I, his anger might be a little strong word because, you know, frankly, we're, dealing, we're talking about toys and I know some of these guys, it's their livelihood, but nonetheless, the, uh, Frustration. I get it. I do. I get it. But you, as a representative, not only well of yourself, of your brand, and of your hobby, those types of actions are definitely 
what separates you in my mind, and granted, this is just Dan's world, so, you know, doesn't mean shit to anybody, but Dan, that's what separates you from a pro. Yeah. Man, I, I, it, it's, it seems like there's a, there's a, there's a drama life cycle, right? In this hobby. And it gets intense. The drama gets intense. And it seems like we just can't go, I don't know, it seems like three months, maybe four, until something breaks that it's just like the floodgates just can't take it anymore. And bam, there it goes. There, there it goes. It's out for the world to see. And yeah, that shit never yeah. goes away. That never goes away once it's out there. You know what I just realized? It kind of proves the point that we're talking about. Well, let's take some of the people that are just, I mean, you know, iconic in the hobby. Maxwell, Kyle Dahl, Curtis, you know, Jamie Robertson. You ever seen a negative post, <laughs> a negative rant, a negative picture? A slander, uh, talking bad about anyone else or anything from from those guys. Nope. And let me let me take that one. And that doesn't mean that they've not wanted. And they to. don't feel it daily, probably. And they yeah. don't feel oh. it because they're just yeah. like the rest of ever, the rest of us. The yep. point is that they know that that doesn't represent themselves personally or the products that they stand for in a good light. And you've yeah. just got to separate that stuff. You know, it seems to me, uh, this is kind of a microcosm, I guess. It's not really, I mean, this is a bad example because if we look at any big time professional, I don't care what it is. And, and it's all relative. I mean, because you've got small hobbies like ours and big multi-million dollar, you know, billion dollar industries that are huge that have what in their respective fields are considered pros seems to me that it's very small tip the top the very cream of the crop the best guys these guys are all very cognizant of what they say and do and it seems to me they present themselves publicly in a very respectable and correct manner but it's the it's it's the it's the guys that are below them that are fighting for position you know, that that seem to lose their cool mm-hmm. and, and let yeah. this stuff I get the best of them. I don't think they realize that that's, it's like to, if you want your five minutes of fame, go ahead and do that. But the guys that last, the guys that stay on top, and I'm not just talking competition-wise, I'm talking popularity-wise, yeah, respect And the public's wise. point of view. Yeah, in the public's point of view, the guys that last are the ones that stay out of it. Yeah. You know, well, let me rephrase that. They stay out of it publicly. And and there's the big difference. I have no doubt that even, you know, the most proper of the proper, Curtis Youngblood, did not sit there one day with one of his close close friends and just let it all out. A couple (laughs) beers in him, and they probably, he probably has said everything he's ever thought about everyone that's ever flown helicopters. But, you know, He's when he's out in public, he's going to, you know, represent him positive himself, his company positively. And and in turn, look at what he's got. He's made a long career out of what he does. Yep. 
Let me. Yeah, I want to give you guys. It's too small of a hobby. It is. I think it is, and, and I, I think people people who want to be around for longer than thirty seconds realize that. And I mean, I'm sure you can catch people opening their mouths behind closed doors, or you know, when the whole crowd isn't standing around them listening. Right? Like we said, everyone's human. It's exercising. I think that that restraint. Um, and as much as you'd want to say something, you realize it's not gonna it's not gonna help anyone to do it. Yeah, I want to give you guys an example. Um, I know I've said this before, but I think it, it's very fitting to the topic at hand. And you know, I've not spent a lot of time around Nick Maxwell. And frankly, I've only spent the the one one fly at Snohomish. He was on that show. There's no question that he represents represents himself fantastically in every way, shape, and form. We all see that. In, in videos and in interactions that we had with him, but something happened. At, and I, have I told you guys this story? I, I may or may not have, but if I have, you're going to hear it again. So get ready. <laughs> so listen, <laughs> doesn't matter. After our, you know, he was on the show and we wrapped up the show at Snohomish. And I wanted to quickly go find him because I, I might have been a little rough with him on the show and I just wanted to assure him, Hey, it's all in good fun and you know, no hard feelings. And you know, and he's like, Oh, don't, don't worry about it. So I was talking with him for a little bit and he turned to walk towards the group of guys that he was pretty much hanging with, you know, all the other guys that Matt and Bodos and, and Todd Bennett and this, this Mm -hmm. little kid came up and, kind of stepped in front of him and said, I can't remember specifically, something like, hey, are you, are you Nick Maxwell? And he said, well, yeah, yeah, I am, you know. And so they got to talking, and, and, and he literally sat there with his buddies not 50 feet away, where he, you know, obviously that's where he was headed, talked to this kid for 10 minutes he, until the kid was done talking to him about helicopters and other things. And when the kid was done, he said, Thanks, goodbye, and and went about his and he that little story, that little interaction that I witnessed, that's impressive to me. Because mm-hmm. yeah. he very easily could have said to this very young child, Oh, hey, yes, yeah, hey, it's nice to meet you. Yeah, you know, and start walking away, and the kid would have been none the wiser, you know. Yep, blown him off, basically. That is yep. that is the separation. That a lot of guys who can fly really well will never be able to understand. They yeah. don't get that. I, yep. I think it, it's exact for me, you know, my relation to that would be, you know, when a pro shows up to a fun fly, do they show up and sit down and, and wait for people to come to them? You know, it's it's a kick in the pants when we're just sitting there BSing or whatever and all of a sudden, Bodos comes up, strolls by. You know, hey, what's up, guys? How's it going? You know, and you see him. He's making rounds up and down the flight line. Yep. Now, you know, I mean, hey, hey, we're we're all honest here. The guy sells helicopters. You know, so yeah, I do understand, and I'm I recognize that part of that is being a salesman, right? I get that. Oh yeah, but there's there's also it's just a it's a cool feeling, you know, to see them not just there to hang out with their buddies, 
and that they're only too good, you know, only so good that they want to hang out with the guys that they know. They're putting in that extra, that extra little bit of effort. You know, it's the guys that show up to the fun flies and like, you know, uh, Leon Luke, same thing. Saw him doing that. Gregor McGrath. These guys are out. They're mingling. They're up and down. They're talking with people, introducing themselves. That right there says so much about them as an individual. And, you know, and it, it sheds such an awesome light on the cup and the companies that they represent. But it's the guys that show up that just sit there in their own little corner yeah, walk out, you know, fly, go right back in their little corner, and in their mind, they did their part. Well, you know, you got to this level because you can fly, but you will not get past that level just on your flying. And, and oh yeah, and you yeah. look at you look at Bodos. I honestly, I think Bodos is a great example. Uh, not to harp on that too much, but you know, he comes to Snohomish every year. He 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 said before he loves the Pacific Northwest. He likes the fun fly a lot, but he comes to Snohomish. And yeah, he's got people in the local area that are on his flight team, right? They're team pilots, mm-hmm. they're reps. And of course, he hangs out with them. He hangs out with Bennett when he's there, or Krauss or Maxwell, whatever it is. But with the size of the Snohomish event, which is over 100 pilots on an average year, and even more spectators, he walks up and down the flight line and he knows probably half the people there from previous years and walks up and says, how's it going, dude? And just hangs out Mm -hmm. that. I mean, he doesn't he doesn't just go to the flight line with his buddies and fly and come back to his bench and then recharge and go back up again. I mean, he's out. He's doing the thing, you know. And that I think that's that's really cool. It is. And and two things. Well, first and foremost, by definition, every pro out there is a salesman. You bet. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, Absolutely. dude. I mean that's that's what they that's what they gotta do. Yeah, that's their job. And I I'm gonna relate a personal story that happened to me. I, I hesitate to tell this story because I, I don't I don't want it to come across wrong again, but I guess, you know what? I'll just tell it. Say the facts. I mean, we there's a lot of people that listen to the show. A lot of people recognize mm-hmm. our voices when we're at a fun fly. I showed up at a fun fly last season, this last summer, a couple days early. I'm not a very sociable person. I, 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 I get better when my friends are around me. And I was at this fun fly. There were uh, a few other people showed up early. And I was down there. I had set up the RC Hilly Nation stuff. So, you know, hadn't really talked to anybody. Somebody, and I wish I could remember who it was. I cannot remember who it was. I, it, I'm thinking it might have been Kenny. I uh, can't remember Kenny's last name. McDonald? McDonald. No, no, no. no. Yeah. No, no, yeah. not Kenny McDonald. Uh, Graybeard Kenny, old, older Kenny. Oh, Kenny, 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 G. Kenny, Kenny G. G. Yeah, Kenny G. that's right. Yeah, I think it might have been Kenny G. I don't if if I'm not sure. So I uh, didn't take my airsep this morning. Oh yeah, I did it again. Jeez. Uh, so after several hours of flying next to these people, someone came up to me and said, "I thought you were the guy that liked to talk." 
that was Ouch. that hurt. I was like, Oops. you know what? That was a lesson learned because I didn't know it. And it's, it's still a, it's kind of a, it's a bit of a struggle because I, I'm just, I, I don't presume, I don't think any of us four presume when we show up somewhere that people are going to recognize our voice or maybe no, us. Just, no. Because, no so it's tough people. for me to kind of, kind of do that. But nonetheless, it was a very valuable lesson in that when it comes down to it, I'm a, sh- I'm really a shy person. I, I'm, I stick to myself most all the time, but that was a valuable lesson learned kind of along the same lines, obviously not at the same level as some of these guys, but nonetheless, still the, a, a very valuable lesson. And, and there's one other thing I wanted to say too. A regular Joe shows up at a fun fly. He may come to that fun fly because he heard so-and-so big name pilots going to be there. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So he goes, regular Joe goes to this fun fly. Doesn't really know anybody. He's kind of shy. Doesn't really know what, can I just walk up to this guy? What I mean, you know, I'm a little nervous yeah, about doing works. that. Yeah. How's it work? Yeah. What's the, <laughs> Imagine what's the correct way? These guys have to remember what it was like when they first started and imagine the excitement in regular Joe's eye and the moment you're going to create when you take the time to walk over to where he's at, extend your hand and say, Hey, my name's pilot X. How you doing? You know, yeah. that's, yeah, that's big. That's huge. That's huge. That's, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Change his whole outlook on the hobby in one second. Yep. <laughs> You know, just as easily as if you are unapproachable and rude and standoffish, it can change it in a negative way. Absolutely. You know, absolutely. You know, I don't know, guys. I think I think it's important to remember. These guys need to remember this. I mean, uh, for the most part, we are the 99 percent, right? We work five days a week. We live for the weekends. We spend hard-earned money on very expensive toys, and the the thrill you see you see a picture of Matt Bodos in a magazine. You you watch a video. You see Nick Maxwell in all these videos, competing all over the world, and then you're at a fun fly. The thrill to have that person, that personality, come up to you and introduce himself, man. That's a rock star moment, dude. It truly is oh, a rock star true, moment. Yeah, it is. It, it absolutely one hundred and ten percent is. And and that first, you know, that first impression is, uh, it's everything. And if you don't, you know, if that's not, I know that there's probably some people listening. You know, like, dude, I don't, I don't give two shits what people think about me, and you know, uh, that's great. I mean, we're not. <laughs> I'm not trying to tell you how to act or how to fly, you know, but just be aware that if you want to go down the sponsored route and that's your goal, it will shoot you in the foot in the end. I mean, there's no question. There have been some amazing, incredible pilots, phenomenal, that could have gone so much farther than they actually did, but 
they were the ones and their attitudes and their actions were the ones that kept them from reaching the top, not their flying skill. Yeah. And, and I mean, uh, it, it just like any other community and it's not, it's, it could be a professional community. Uh, it doesn't even need to be the hobby, but in any small community, it only takes a few missteps to get that reputation. And then once you get it, it's really hard to get rid of it. And to simplify that even further, it's not even, it doesn't even, you don't even have to look at it in those terms, man. You could be working with 12 people at McDonald's, right? And you can be that guy. And it's the same thing. I mean, it's the same. It's life, man. It's, it's how, it's how you live and and how you represent yourself to other people. Mm-hmm. Are you a human yeah. being? Yeah. It's pretty simple. I don't think Jesse's a human being. Just thought I'd bring that up. <laughs> no, don't. Oh, if, if you man. see me at a fun fly, just walk the other way. <laughs> Jesse just turns around. He just sticks turn his nose up in the air. Leave. Out of the four of us, Jesse is the biggest D-bag. And Jesse says, yeah. I've actually heard Jesse say <laughs> this. Self-proclaimed. Jesse really. says this to people. He says, when when a, when somebody walks up and goes, hey, are you, hey you're Jesse, right? He goes, he looks at him and says, who are you and what can you do for me? Why yeah, should I yeah. be talking to you right now? Exactly. <laughs> Give me one reason to let you step in the circle of compass. <laughs> circle. Oh, man. Jeez. Kidding, that's, of course. Wow. Kidding, of course. Oh, we're kidding. No. I, uh, Jesse impresses me at Fun Flies. Man, he really, you really, I mean, it's amazing. Just both, both all, all of you guys, to be honest with you, because I, th- that's the beauty of my spot here, right? I, no one's going to come at, come and ask Dan how to tune their fly barless system, right? But they do to you three. <laughs> and you do every yeah. time. Yeah. And, I've uh, seen you help yeah. people, Dan. Yeah, I help people figure out what kind of beer they should drink that night. Yeah. <laughs> hey, <laughs> man, you out, know you that? Help them refill. I do. I do. That can be refill. someone's problem. <laughs> I I've been known to bring enough beer to a fun fly for everybody. And actually tow it with you that's, right. that, that's the cool part I got a little, is you, you we usually we don't have to go so, get it <laughs> I, yeah. I got a little cooler that has wheels and i tow it behind my scooter oh dude this new scooter of mine i'll be able to pull a much bigger beer cart i'm thinking oh, wow. <laughs> oh dude i'm thinking a kegerator with a little thousand watt generator to keep oh, it going geez. oh yeah Jeez. 16 gallon kegerator wow that would you be awesome <laughs> it does make me think of uh i was just thinking about Snohomish, when you came over, you know, so last minute and didn't bring everything. You didn't bring your trailer or any of that. And the whole purpose, you know, we brought down a, a golf cart for Dan. And it, it wasn't his sole reason for wanting the golf cart was that he was worried if he didn't have a means of getting up and down the flight line, people were going to think he was a dick. That's exactly the truth. That's yep. exactly yep. what I told. I was telling these. He's like, dude, I can't. We I, got, I got to go him. make a round. We yep. all reassured him that even if he did get up and down the flight line, people are still going to think Still going to so think he was a dick. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Uh, that was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was a real concern of mine because of my limited mobility. I didn't want people, and it, it you know, I told you the story just a bit ago about what happened to me at Snohomish. That is where that thought came from because, you know, I I don't want I didn't want people to think, oh, look at him, just fuck, he won't even he won't, he's not even going to come down and say hi. What's up with that? Yeah, you know, with the scooter, 
that makes shit a lot easier. It's real easy to just putt up and down, putt up and down. I mean, when you see me at a fun fly, especially if my scooter's working, uh, that's, that's, I mean, I'm up and down the fly line. Oh, yeah, dude. Hey, Dan, I got a little bit of a problem, man. I'm looking to put together a nice custom case for my charging accessories, just like I've been seeing you, Jesse, and Nick do. Where can I get all those little bits and pieces that I need to really make it the way I want? Real easy, man. Head over to ProgressiveRC.com. They got all the little goodies over there. Chargers, leads, cables, everything you could need, man. Sweet, dude. I think I will head over to ProgressiveRC.com right now. I got, a, I got a question for you guys. So talking about pros, what do, what do you guys, I mean, do we, is from, from our perspective, you know, the normal average weekend flyer, do we need pros in this hobby? Do we need people to look up to? Yes. You know, the, the people yep, that are throwing it down like that? Yes. Yep. Would, would you think that the helis would be at the level, you know, the the quality and the types of machines that we're flying today oh, would be Jesse. where they are if we didn't have pros. Jesse totally brings in a whole new dimension to this conversation. Oh my God, we're going to be here for another hour. <laughs> well, I'm just, I'm just starting to think, it's, you know, we're all watching these guys pushing the limits of these machines. You know, we see them. It, I mean, YouTube videos do no justice. You see these guys in person, they're beating the crap yeah. out of these helis. It's no oh, doubt. They're, they're like, I've actually heard pros say, you kind of just learn to fly where you find that limit where, you know, you fly a little bit harder, you actually break the helicopter. Yeah, then, where you're not going to break the helicopter. And then, and then you just kind of tone it back a little bit from there. And I'm going, man, I really wish I could break a heli. That would be awesome. <laughs> yeah, I want to break one. Yeah, I want to break a heli. How cool would that be? But, you know, I mean, dude, that's a fantastic point. And that's something that maybe is worth considering these guys that we are, I guess, if you disagree with what we're saying right now, you think we're bagging on, right? That's what you're thinking. If you disagree with what we're saying, what we've been talking about, you think we're bagging on them. We're not. We're just, it's an observation and it's our opinion. Uh, but on top of that, is that the necessary role guys like this play in the development of our helicopters? Do we need yeah, guys like I that think- that just simply want to throw down and don't really give a shit about talking to anybody? I I think so. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. There always has to be that guy. You know, I would recommend not being that guy. <laughs> but, well, but, 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 but know, hold but on. He I has mean, to exist. Yeah. Just because they're not as good at communicating with people or, you know, shaking hands and kissing babies as some of the other pros <laughs> doesn't mean that they don't play a critical role in the hobby. Because there are a lot of pros out there that can't fly that hard. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, I've had conversations with Todd Bennett, and I know you guys have as well, where he'll sit there and he'll watch Bodos or Maxwell fly and be like, dude, I don't even know how I've I've heard him say this about Maxwell. I don't even know how that kid flies that way. He's like a freak of nature. And Bodos mm-hmm. has been around for a really long time. And he he's okay with admitting he can't fly that hard. He can't beat it as hard as some of the newer kids, but yet he plays a really critical role in the hobby as a pro. I mean, he's a yeah. name that everyone yeah. knows. Yeah. He's out there representing the products as a personal pilot. He's out there representing the products and teaching people as the flight school. 
And so, yeah, I I think everyone has their place, even even within sort of the the pool of pros, however few there are. Yeah, there's got to be those D-bags out there. Oh, yeah, dude. Flying with, like, a ridiculous high head speeds. They don't care. I mean, they could care less what anyone thinks. Yep. They're, you know, flying with the sticks in the corners at all times, abusing. I mean, by all rights, you can't even, sometimes you can't even call it flying because it's just, it's like, oh, God, Crazy. that's hideous. Yeah, and they're, you know, the heli eats itself in the air, and they throw it on the ground. They're throwing a big temper tantrum and everything. Well, you know, those guys, let's say they go on a forum and they rant. Oh, this thing is a piece of shit because it did this. Now, you know, is it justified? No. But none of these manufacturers, I mean, their goal is that no one can break it. Yeah. And, you know, we've heard this out of pros. I don't think that people really understand any of these guys. Once you get to a certain level, they can destroy almost any helicopter yep. at will. Yeah, on command. They are flying on the edge. They know that they can break it, and exactly like Justin said, they find that point with the helicopter that they're flying, and they back it off just a hair. And they're teetering on that point the whole time. Why is it that, you know, a guy who's been flying for two years, boom strikes? Well, it's because he doesn't know how to fly yet. It doesn't mean that the head's too low on the heli or that it's a piece of crap or anything like that. But it's good because it forces manufacturers to to go above and beyond what actually, quote-unquote, just works. See, from, from my perspective... I have a little bit different approach. I need those guys in the hobby because if it wasn't for them, I'd still be doing figure eights and stall turns because where am I going to get all these new maneuvers from? (laughs) That's a good point. Absolutely. Yeah, they're in the limelight. (laughs) They provide the inspiration for regular Joes like us. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie. I've sat through plenty of YouTube videos with a pen and paper writing down times going, oh, I like that one. Oh, I like that one. I got to work on that. I got to try to learn that in the sim. So, Yeah. I still think it boils down to those guys. If you are, you know, if if you think we're talking about you, <laughs> the simple matter of the fact is, that's fine. If if that's what you want out of the hobby, if you want to be the guy that just flies hard, doesn't really give a shit about talking to people, that's that's fine. If that's that that's where you want to be, but don't be that guy if you want to take it to the next level. That, yep, that's the that's key. The and I guess that's what I can relate to how I started this whole topic, which was that guy coming to me about that field reposition, looking for that letter of recommendation. When you're at that point where you want to get your first, you know, your, your first sponsorship, sit back and think about it. Sit back and think, this is going to change. You know, it's going to change whether you want it to or not. Good and bad it's going to change your role in the hobby and the expectations that are going to be placed on you and you know it's like from that day forward anything dumb that you do could be held against you later on you know yeah so just just make sure that you're okay with that being in that position in the beginning 
and then let your flying do the speaking past that, and, and you can really go a lot of places. You know, and it kind of rolls into last week's interview. Rachel Plant was, um, admittedly, she she doesn't consider herself a, a fantastic flyer. I almost consider her a pro because she represents herself so professionally. Yep, that's yeah, a good exactly. point. And who yeah. do you think? Who do you think, given the opportunity? I would venture to guess that at a at any given fun fly in the UK that Rachel Plant attends. There are people surrounding her because they just yep. want to experience the way she is. Yep. Her, her, yep. That does more for the hobby than anything else. I mean, just just from a simple growing the hobby. And, and granted, we, you know, the you know, destroying helicopters on command. That's a nice. That would be nice. I, I'm not gonna lie. I'd like to be able to do that. Oh, you yeah, can't. It's called oh, full I, negative. I, pit. Yeah, dude, I can destroy a helicopter on command. <laughs> <laughs> you guys not quite as elegantly as they can <laughs> however i don't think i'm ever going to be able to do that on command in the air doing some crazy maneuver but i do think just being a person that people enjoy talking to or you are personable with people that come up to you that's going to be a little more memorable people aren't never going to remember dan for his flying abilities i promise you that but I would like to think people will remember Dan for being a decent guy. The scooter. For the scooter. The scooter. <laughs> Which oh, still doesn't have a name. For driving a bunch of like eight-year-olds around in a golf cart with a 24-pack of Miller Lite. <laughs> yeah. I don't know that I want that. <laughs> Please don't put that in my eulogy. <laughs> but you know, that's the point. It doesn't matter whether you that's what you want or not. If it happens... Yeah. No, just... no. That's a that's a fun topic, man. I, I think uh, I think people on so many levels get that, and they they know exactly. I mean, I, for the most part, people know exactly what we're talking about. And uh, you know, just uh, if you're gonna if you're gonna be that guy, just uh, know the consequences. And if you think <laughs> we're talking about you, we probably are. Probably we are. are. <laughs> <laughs> We don't even have to say it. <laughs> Again, guys, I'd like to uh, remind you, pre-order on shirts. Get them while they're hot. And hats, too, yep. by the way. Oh, yeah. Yes. And yeah, hoodies. Still out. Uh, we're going we're gonna to do some hoodies soon. I I think that's something that we should probably look at doing. Uh, we'll probably get done with this. Uh, and then maybe at the first of the year, do some hoodies. I don't know. In regards to the to the long sleeve shirts, the intention, the reason we're doing this pre-order so short, um, is that we're going to do everything we can to for you to be able to receive these before Christmas. Yes. That's, That's why it's so important. That's why it's so important to get your pre-order in, you know, so that the process goes as like as quick as possible and then we can get this thing, and that's why we're keeping it so short. It's not that we don't want to do more or whatever. It's that we want to make sure that they are ordered on that day and that you guys can, you know, purchase these for yourselves or your friends or, you know, your significant others and, and have it all by Christmas. So we just want to let you know, if you're not sure if it's going to get there, that is our plan. That is the plan, and that will happen. I don't see why that won't. If you happen to be ordering from overseas or Canada. I don't know that I would count on a Christmas delivery. 
It's just the nature of the beast. And we have had a few orders come in uh, from overseas. There's a there's a likelihood, but we know that the shirts, they're going to be ordered on the 1st. I should have them by the 7th. They will be out on the 8th. They will be there. Now, chances are it'll be there overseas too, but you know how it goes. At the mercy of the borders. You just yeah. never know. So well, The post office always gets backed up that time of year too. That's true. Yeah, it's just a huge it's challenge crazy. to and do the international shipping. It does. And on top of that, again, to our Canada friends, we do apologize. But unfortunately, when you ship something across that line, it gets ridiculously expensive. So those international rates do apply. Uh, prices do apply uh, to Canada, guys. And we do apologize, but there's really nothing we can do about that. It's just the way it is, unfortunately. One other thing about the shirts... I, I don't know this for a fact, but I'm kind of guessing based on our last order of shirts, being that these are going to be the same brand, I would probably order one size bigger than you suspect. Mm-hmm. Just because the other ones seem to come in a little half-sized, half-sized you know, just to be safe. All righty, guys, I would invite you guys to check out our Facebook page. We're, almost 2,500, Yeah. Crazy. It's a great way to see what Nick and Justin and Jesse are doing because Dan's not really flying at the moment. However, when I do start getting some of this new equipment in for the new attempt, like when I when I figure out how to put this erector set of a transmitter, uh, <laughs> trans- <laughs> you got, I should take a picture of the of the parts. It's really, I mean, imagine trying to bolt stuff together with one hand. It, it's tough, right? So, but I will get pictures of this stuff when Nick's comes I can in. just picture it. Like every other thing or every other time, you know, you're opening, you're opening that box with such anticipation. You open it up and you're like, oh, this is awesome. I know, dude. Dan opens it up and he's like, oh, shit. I did. That's a, my first thought. <laughs> no, they didn't. My first thought was, Steve, you're such a cruel, cruel man. You sent me a jigsaw puzzle. <laughs> uh, you know. I'll get it to you. I'll have my brother or somebody will help me put it together. I'll get it together. I'm not worried about it. But yeah. uh, I'll get pictures of all, you know, there's a few other listeners that are offering to send me uh, just now just to use. I will be sending these back. Uh, uh, if I find one I like and we can agree uh, uh, upon a price, uh, you know, I'll probably be keeping one of them. But all the others will go back. And thank you to all of you who have offered. And um, I'll be getting some pictures of that stuff. I'm really excited to see this radio. Me too, dude. <laughs> you know, yeah, so that'll be awesome. We'll definitely I, be posting. I, I still don't have a feel for exactly how big yeah. that knob is going to be. It's a two and a half inch. Two and a half inch. It's designed diameter. To, yeah, dude. Whoa. It's designed to <sighs> literally f- just like a ski pole, or bigger than a ski pole. A ski pole handle, maybe. You know what I mean? So here's 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 what I think you need to do. Then that that sounds really close to like the diameter of a beer can. You need to pop a Miller Light on that shit. Uh, is that really that big? It's not that big. No. Maybe two and, and a half inches, dude. Well, that's yeah, pretty, yeah. that's pretty beefy. Well, what I'm getting at is it's obviously not two and a half inches. I'm, I must be thinking of something else. So I, it might be an inch and a quarter. It, it's, it's, it's big. It's big, but it's not, I don't think it's beer can. I'm well, holding a beer, a beer can, can, right can on it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. It's, um, uh, I, I can't wait. I can't wait to, to try it out. Yeah, good. Good luck with that. <laughs> you'll want to fly so bad that it'll. Oh just, yeah, you'll get. Yeah, you'll you'll get yeah, it. Do you, guys, do you guys realize I haven't flown for almost two months now? 
Yeah, and this was the guy that used to go through a case in a week. Yeah, I a actually case had, in a day. I yeah, in a day. I had to go out to my trailer just to remember what helicopters looked like. It's been so long. Oh, uh, <laughs> that's bad, dude. Um, yeah. So whatever, we'll get it. And um, also to our forum guys, be sure to check that out. It's getting more active in the chat box as well. I'm looking at the chat box right now, and there's all kinds of people chitting and chatting. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and then not not only just to mention, not only is a Facebook you know a great way to keep up with we're doing with what we're doing. Don't forget about the blogs too, and all of us are keeping yeah, up well, on that. So if you want to know guys what's are, going on, I, I to be honest, well, maybe I've, not Dan. I've not been able to type. So those of us that are doing stuff, <laughs> I need to get up. a new blog post <laughs> out here. I keep thinking about it, and then it's, I get stuck on something else. It's definitely... I poured it all out. Yeah. Yeah, I was... <laughs> the same here in the last one. The so. blog is definitely something that we've kind of resolved to be more active with. Some of us are following through with that. Some of us aren't. Oh, Jesse got a newsletter out last week, wasn't it? No, shit. That's two weeks no, ago. That, that's been like Dude. two and a half weeks ago. Wow, I'm way behind it did, it on the ball. Go, it did go out though. There was a there newsletter. was a newsletter. Did we mention it last week? I don't think we did. Did we? No, I don't. I don't think so. Uh, I think I we did. Thought we did. Yeah. Well, if we if if we did and you missed it, or if we did and we all are just dumbasses, there was a newsletter that went out the first month. Just sign just up sign for the newsletter. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great. Never know what's going to be in it. Jesse does a kind of a cool little tip. A tip of the month. Is that what you're calling it, Jesse? What are you calling that? I'm, I'm trying. It's a quick tip. Quick tip, yeah. So that's uh, one uh, good reason to sign up for the newsletter. And I think we've been jabbering long enough, guys. Probably about time to wrap this one up. So, Nick, if uh, for some strange reason somebody wanted to send you an email, hate mail in particular, because uh, that's probably more appropriate, where would they send that to? Always. <laughs> uh, they would send that to nick at rchelynation.com. Jesse, if someone wanted to send you an email? Uh, you could send me an email at jesse at rchelynation.com. Justin. You could send me an email at justin at rchelynation.com. I am Dan. You can reach me at Dan K. Reed on the forums or dan at rchelynation.com. This has been episode 112. We sure hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as we've enjoyed making it. Have a good week, guys. We will see you next Monday. Yeah. Talk to you guys next week. Later. This has been a production of RC Heli Nation LLC and is brought to you in part by Heli Pros, KDE Direct, Progressive RC, and Jens Ace Batteries. We thank you for listening, and if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, please feel free to send us an email. Yeah.